This season on More and More Every Day, let's do something together every day to be better oral historians. I don't know about you, but I love a daily task, whether it's a writing prompt to get me focused or a quick icebreaker to start class discussion. I love short, easy challenges. That's why this season's 10 minute or so episodes will feature experts, like-minded colleagues, resources, and things I'm learning along the way. But each episode will also end with a prompt, something you and I can do that day to improve our skills as oral historians. I'm your host, Summer Sherland. Let's do this. Hey, everybody, Summer here, and welcome back to More and More Every Day. It's season two of the podcast, and as you heard in the intro, this season's a little different. We're doing a daily challenge for those of you out there who are oral historians, students of oral history, or maybe you're just interested in getting started. A couple of things before we launch this second season. The first is, because we're doing a challenge every day, I encourage you to set yourself up for success. Pick a time, uh, maybe it's during your morning walk or your afternoon commute that you want to spend about 10 minutes thinking about oral history. And also get some supplies. I'm going to be using a little 5 by 7 journal to track my challenges and my participation and my observation, and I encourage you to do the same. Whether or not you want to get a legal pad or open a new document on your laptop, it's totally up to you. But I do encourage you to pick a spot where you keep track of most of the challenges so you can think back and look back in the future. The last thing is you might be wondering if this podcast is for you. So this is a pretty general podcast. I'm not a huge name in the field. I don't have a ton of publications on oral history, but I am a teacher of oral history and I am an oral historian myself. In my career so far, I've conducted dozens of interviews. I haven't actually counted how many, but I'm sure they're above 50 or 60. I've been teaching oral history to my community college students for several years as well. I've also been hired as a consultant to local and separate projects to help guide folks along the way. And I'm frequently a guest speaker in classes that aren't history, right? Teaching non-historians to use and apply oral history for their own research, or in some cases to help their students. So whether or not you're a student yourself, or if you've been doing oral history a long time and you just want a fresh perspective, or maybe you're a teacher too, and you're thinking about maybe doing an oral history project in your own classroom, I think there's something here for you. If you have any feedback or support throughout the challenges, I really hope that you reach out to me so we can connect. All right, let's get started. Chances are you found your way to this podcast by searching keywords for oral history or oral history prompts, uh, or maybe you've followed our first season. So welcome or welcome back. As you know, uh, this season, we are going to provide you with daily challenges or prompts, uh, little things that you can do to improve as an oral historian. Now, some of these things might be really basic, right? Like today's challenge, for example, just asks you to think over a couple of things. Uh, Or I might actually be challenging you to reach out to narrators or get to work on a transcription you haven't started. But each challenge will really come at the end of a little bit of my insight and thoughts or observations that I then link to a challenge. And what's fun about this is I'm not doing this because I just feel like it. I'm doing it because I actually want to do a daily challenge as well. So thanks for learning alongside with me. I want to start by thinking about this question. What is it about oral history? And I want to tell you a little story. A few years ago, I was getting my hair done. 
and I was flipping through one of those tabloid magazines that you really only read in the salon chair. I stumbled across a four-page spread called An Oral History of Beverly Hills 90210, and I could not wait to read it. I mean, come on, oral history, coverage of 1990s pop culture, the fashion, the romance? I was hooked. It was not an oral history. (laughs) It was four pages of dialogue. Interesting dialogue, right? Questions posed to the actors, creators, and writers were written in bold, and short responses were recorded in italics next to the name of the person responding. I was flummoxed. Where had these interviews taken place? Where might I find the transcripts? How do I know these weren't just simply uh, email exchanges? Now, I'm not bringing this up to complain or point out some obvious methodological concerns or even gasp the misappropriation of the term oral history in a throwaway rag. Whatever, right? I'm bringing this up because it appears that oral history is having a bit of a moment. Maybe it's even trendy? In 2015, that's several years ago now, Kristen Hunt of the Thrillist online magazine wrote, quote, In recent years, the oral history format has become such a ubiquitous presence in entertainment journalism that it's almost weird to see a day go by without another one being added to the heap. She goes on to say, but even though the motif is a bit tired and we're doing our part in running the reporting technique into the ground, a well-crafted oral history is still hard to resist. A well-crafted oral history is still hard to resist. Hunt follows with, quote, an insanely comprehensive list of 260 pop culture oral histories. I'm going to share the link in the show notes with you because if you're looking for a question answer article with people affiliated with pretty much any show, album, or movie of the 1980s to the early aughts, knock yourself out. Of course, like I said, these things aren't really technically oral history. Take, for example, the link Hunt provides to an oral history of Gangsta's Paradise in Rolling Stone. It's not bad, actually. Rolling Stone does some great journalism. But the article and the other 259 that Hunt provides use a real loose interpretation of oral history. I think maybe these are simply published interview excerpts, but there isn't often a lot of metadata provided, no analysis, and I'm not really sure if I would be able to access the transcripts or files at any repository. But journalists aren't the only ones who are seduced by oral history and willing to jump on in. Some of you listening might not be oral historians. Maybe you're just interested in doing an oral history of your family. Maybe you just like the question-answer format, and that's fine. And those of you who are oral historians, you've been trained in the academy or you're a community oral historian, you've been doing this for a while, it is likely that your friends, family members, neighbors, random acquaintances, any one of those people might have already wanted to do some oral history or they've already tried and been successful. So this is great, right? Sure, we may not all agree on what actually constitutes a real oral history. I'm using finger quotes here, right? Um, We have an understanding in academic fields as well as in community centers that use oral history. But I think from my vantage point as an academic and a teacher of oral history, it's actually kind of exciting to see that journalists and everyday ordinary non-historians are curious about oral history. If journalists and lay people are creating content and calling it oral history, they might be onto something, right? Later this season, I actually have a challenge written for you uh, where you get to explore, among other things, some of your concerns, 
but also what you can learn from these non-oral historians. But for now, in today's first episode, I want you to just think about this. What is it that is attracting so many people to the practice of oral history? What is it about oral history? Why is it attracting people and journalists? Why do you think so many people are gravitating towards interviews? Why is this format so popular in the media? So here's your challenge for today. Think about these questions. Primarily, what is oral history and why are non-oral historians so into it? Throughout this second season of More and More Every Day, I'll be giving you a daily challenge. Today's challenge is to think about what it is about oral history. And I encourage you to track your progress throughout the season. For example, I have a small five by seven journal that I'm gonna be writing in every day. And today I'll write my answer in that journal. But you can also send your responses to at SMCC History or HistorySouthMountain at gmail.com. You know, even if you're listening to this episode out of order, or if I don't know, you're from the future and you're listening to this several years from now, I really do hope that you share your thoughts with us. I can't wait to see what you think. See you tomorrow. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you did today at SMCC History. Use the hashtag more and more every day on Instagram and Twitter. Our email is historysouthmountain at gmail.com. And I hope you follow us, write a review, or suggest us to a colleague. More and More Every Day is brought to you by the South Phoenix Oral History Project at South Mountain Community College in partnership with the Southwest Oral History Association. Music by Noah Gattel.